Hey there, I'm Valerio Lalikan and I am thrilled to introduce you to this week's podcast episode of Deeper Steel with Pastor Flo, where we learn to listen to the heartbeat of God. Many times we engage in several kingdom disciplines like prayer, fasting, and even studying the word to connect with Abba and his kingdom in us. However, most times we fail to consistently manifest the reality of his kingdom around us. What if I told you that this is not the intention of God and that he has created a pathway for his sons to experience his kingdom in their everyday lives? This art was practiced by the early church and they recorded amazing manifestations of the glory of God in everything they did. This is what I would love to call the lost art of meditation. In this episode, we will be looking at how the believer can consistently enjoy the manifestation of the kingdom of God through the art of meditation. You can bring the manifestation of the kingdom of God into your family, your health, your business, your environment, your ministry, and everything that concerns you. This is one way the believer can continually and consistently enjoy the fullness of the glory of God over their lives and over their ministry. So, get your pen, get your paper and your Bible. We are going to study together on what we like to call the lost art of meditation. <laughs> I am so excited and I hope you are too as we continue on this week's episode of Deeper Steel with Pastor Flo. Hello and good morning. This is Pastor Flo and you're welcome to the first episode of the Lost Art of Meditation. Many times believers struggle to see the reality of the kingdom of God over their lives and over their destinies. We are keen to declare in the word of the Lord. We are keen to memorize scriptures. We are keen to teach the word of God, to preach, to do the things of God. But we lack the consistent manifestation of the power and the presence of God over our lives and over our destiny. Today, there is a great disparity between the promises in the scriptures and the reality of the power of God and the presence of God in our lives. So we have believers saying that by his stripes, we were healed and going to the hospital. Now, I don't have a problem with hospital. Why is it that I listen to sermons? I hear great testimonies from great people and from great ministers of God, and I'm unable to exercise or experience um, the reality of the things that I have learned? Why is it that I have thousands and hundreds of prophecies over my life, over my family, over my ministry, over my health, over my finance, over my plans, and yet I'm unable to experience the full, the tangible manifestations of a lot of the prophecies over my head and over my destiny. Why is it that I have heard that we are come to Mount Zion, the city of the Lord, the heavenly Jerusalem, and where there are innumerable companies of angels, and yet I feel alone. So today we are going to be looking at why that is. Today I'm thrilled for us to dig deep into the scriptures so that we are able to unveil the reality of this truth. Um, so we're going to start with Joshua. Our text today will be Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you will observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And so God gives Joshua 
an instruction. He said, Joshua, if you are going to achieve the things that I've said over your life, if you're going to see my power over your ministry, over your destiny, if you're going to see the tangible expression of my person, my glory over your business, your health, over everything that concerns you, you must learn to put my words in your mouth. You must learn to meditate on my words day and night. Uh, today we'll learn the art of confession easily, but we have a little understanding on the lost art of meditation. Before we talk about meditation, allow me to take you on a journey. Remember that wise saying that says that there is more than meets the eye? I could reckon that there is no better truth than this reality, the reality of the unseen realm. There is more than our eyes interact with. There is more to this life. There is more to the activities going on around us than what we can see, than what we can um, perceive, than what we can feel. The unseen realm is more tangible than the realm that we live in. And we must, as believers, to enjoy the reality of the promises of God, have faith that we are in a community. We are living around entities. We are living around um, a city. The Bible says that we are come to Mount Zion. So we are in a city. You understand right now you are in a city and it is not the local city that you are physically. There is more than meets the eye. There is more. Things do not just happen because they are meant to happen. Things do not just happen because God told you they are meant to happen. There are a lot of activities in the realm of the spirit that needs to be set on, that needs to be activated to enjoy the promises of God over your life and over your destiny. As believers, we must understand this reality that we are never alone under any circumstances should you think you are never alone. It has nothing to do with the way you feel. It has nothing to do with the way you, um, with the way you are feeling. You do not have to feel that you are a man to be a man. Likewise, you do not have to feel that you are a spirit to be a spirit. Our faith must rest in this knowledge that God lives in an invisible realm. Our Bible describing him says that he is the immortal, the invisible, and the only wise gun. So to understand, to enjoy the benefits of the promises or the reality of the kingdom of God in our lives, we must understand that this kingdom transcends our feelings. Feelings rank extremely low beside faith. As believers, we must constantly learn how to reprogram our mind, learn how to tell our mind that there is more than meat the eye. We must think this way. We must act this way. We must be moved by the reality of the unseen realm. Someone may think that this is foolishness, but logically it is not. According to science, what we see, all we have ever measured, everything that we have ever interacted with from the creation of man till today forms only five percent of what actually exists. That means 95% lies in an unseen realm. That means what we term as logic today, what we term as wisdom today is based on 5% of what is happening 
around us. That also means that everything that science knows, everything that science has uncovered, everything that the great minds of old have uncovered is but 5% of what truly exists in the realm that we live in or in our physical or in our actual universe. And so according to science, they say that the universe is made of 27% of dark matter and 68% of dark energy. The word dark there is not anything mystical. It's just meant to um, describe the term unknown. And so they say that 68% of what is actually happening, 68% of what is propelling the 5% is an energy that is unknown. And they are also saying that 27% of what consists of the universe is unknown. They call them dark matter and dark energy. So we look at the 5% because that is all that we know. That is all we have been trained to believe in. We look at that 5% and we draw the conclusion of our life around those 5%. And so when God who lives in the invisible, the unseen realm comes and says that I made you, I've called you to be a father of nations, or he says that you are rich because I paid the price. We look at the 5% of the things happening around us because that is what we constantly see and interact with. We find accepting the reality of those prophecies a challenge based on 5%. And that's not a smart move. You, you don't take vital business decisions based on 5% research. You've got to have a major chunk of your research before you make a wise decision. Likewise, believers must learn how to put their faith in the reality of what is not seen. We must learn that we are not alone. We are in a city. We are surrounded by angels. We are filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in us. We are never alone. We must understand this reality that the helpers of God are constantly around us to actualize the reality of the promises of God over our life. According to NASA, NASA suggested that the 5%, which is called normal matter, should not be referred to as normal, saying that it makes up only 5% of what truly exists. So the first step is to understand that the world that is unseen is not only superior to the world that is seen, but it exists and is more tangible and it controls everything that we see or interact with. And so the man that understands how to function, how to navigate the unseen realm, understands how to enjoy the benefits of the unseen realm, understand how to fashion, how to align his 5%, that is what he can see, what he can interact with, with the 95% that lies in the unseen realm. So normal is not what we can see because it makes 5% of what of what truly exists is normal is what we cannot see. Today we talk people who are mystics, people who are spiritually oriented, people who are conscious of their spiritual environment as foolish or as going erratic or going out of line. But the truth is that to explore the reality of what God has given to you, you must put your faith in the realm of the unseen. 
Alright, so the Bible says that why we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. In other words, they, in, in Nigeria, we say they are, they are about, they are fake. They, they are, they are temporal. They are short-lived. They don't have in themselves the ability to sustain themselves. But the things that are not seen are eternal. They have come to stay. They are long-lasting. They do not expire. They remain. They are constant. They are tangible. And so it is foolishness, really, even scientifically, to put your eggs, your future, on 5%. So if God gives you a word over your life, that word exists in the 95%. The Bible says, forever, O God, your word is settled in heaven. While some of us have a problem with accepting or believing the reality of the unseen realm, others accept the tangibility of the promises of God, but can't figure out why the promises of God is not operational on a consistent basis over their lives. Let me give you a hint on a few things in my life. A few years ago, the Lord will visit me and give me revelations and give me promises about what will take place in my meeting. So he will show me pictures and I'll feel the anointing so strong upon me. He will give me dreams of healing the sick. He will show me the cripple rising from their wheelchairs. He will show me the dead being raised. He will show me how I'm how I'm given words of knowledge and words of wisdom, how I'm prophesying and enforcing his kingdom over the kingdom of darkness. He will show me multitudes coming to listen to the word of God through my mouth and I will wake up and I'll be excited and energetic and I'll go for that meeting and I'll make declarations and see 5% of what God had told me. If this is you this morning, I would like us to dig a little deeper on the lost art of meditation. To understand meditation, we must understand that man is a triune being. He is spirit, He has a soul and it lives in a body. Let me come again. Man is spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Man is not body with a soul and is running from spirits. Man is a spirit. That means your makeup is in the 95%. Ooh, that feel the anointing really as I speak. Man is spirit. You, the real you, is beyond what you can see. Is beyond the two ears and the two eyes and the nose and the mouth and the wonderful smile. No, the real you lies in an unseen spiritual realm. Do you understand this? Now you have a soul and you live in a body. I'm going to take you through a journey. If you have a piece of paper with you, I want you to draw two overlapping circles. So that the one is on the left, one is on the right, but they have a center where they interact with each other. On the circle on the left, I want you to write spirit. On the overlapping section of that circle, I want you to write soul. And on the circle on the right, I want you to write body. At the top of the circle where you wrote spirit, I want you to write unseen. And at the top of the circle where you wrote body, I want you to write seen or physical. Man is spirit. That is the circle on the left. He has a soul. That is the overlapping section. And he lives in a body that is a circle on the right. The real man interacts with the unseen, with the spiritual or unseen realm because he is spirit. The body, on the other hand, interacts with the sin realm because it is 
sin. It is matter. It is 5%. It is normal. All right. But the overlapping session is a wonderful tool. I like to stay on that a little bit so that you can understand what the Bible means by meditating on the word. And for anything to come from the unseen realm into the seen realm, it must pass through that section that you tagged the soul or your mind. And for everything to transport from the sin realm into the unseen realm, it must pass through that soul. You see, the soul is the connecting bridge between the spirit and the body. It's the connecting bridge between the unseen realm and the sin realm. It's the connecting bridge between the unactualized promises of God over your life and the actualization of those promises. It is the connection between the anointing that you learned by God, that God told you is available to you, and the realization of that anointing or the actualization of that anointing over your life and over your destiny. So the bridge is your mind and the capacity and the state of your mind will determine how much and how well the matter and energy in the unseen realm are transported into your seen realm. If you get this understanding, you will experience the power of God like never before over your life and over your destiny. So stay closely with me on this one. A lot of times we think that all that our mind does is think, but our mind goes beyond thoughts. Our mind connects the spirit and the body. In other words, our mind connects the spiritual realm and the physical realm. This is why God talks through your thoughts. Angels talk through your thoughts. Demons talk through your thoughts. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Because they Anything in the unseen realm has to pass through the bridge called your mind to get to the seen realm. Our mind is not a free road. Our mind is quite busy. Science tells us that an average man thinks 70,000 thoughts per day. If you break that down, that is 48 thoughts in one minute. Your mind connects this realm, but it's a very busy mind. And God is trying to get the attention of your mind so that he can get the things he said over your life into manifestation in the things that concerns you. This is why God is after your mind and Satan is after your mind and whosoever has your mind has you. Whatsoever dominates your mind dominates you because man is an embodiment of thoughts, of imagination. We go where our thoughts go. Habits are basically thoughts that has become a strong hold. The role of the mind in the art of meditation is quite crucial. We cannot meditate outside our mind. The goal of meditation is to get our mind into the same frequency with our spirit so that our mind now has the capacity to allow what God promised to be transported from the unseen realm into the physical realm. Remember, your mind is the connecting bridge between the unseen realm and the physical realm. The only way you can bring the manifestations of the unseen realm is to be conscious and to believe in it. It must become your norm. It's not something that you just cook up in five minutes because you need it. It must become your nature. You must be convinced of it. It must be in your conscious and your subconscious mind. It must be the pattern with which you think. Do you understand? Consistently, it must own you. 
So what has your mind has you. And so whatever happens in the natural passes through the gates of your soul to get to your spirit. And so when, at what point do we experience the reality that the manifestations, the consistent manifestations of a certain promise of God over our life? Very simple. At the point where our mind has come to the same frequency with our spirit. You know, the Bible says that receiving the end of your faith which is the salvation of your soul. That word end in that scripture is the word to manifest, manifestation. So receiving the manifestation of your faith, which is the salvation of your mind. That's how vital your mind is. Your faith cannot produce if your mind is not saved. Your mind has to come to the same frequency with your spirit for the manifestations of the promises of God to come over your life. All right, let's go straight into the word meditation. There are basically four levels of meditation in scriptures. The early church understood the principle of meditation. We've heard a lot about angels. We've heard a lot about the healing anointing. We've heard a lot about the possibility of a believer to walk in words of knowledge. We've heard about the unlimited power of God and walk in the life of a believer. But we have not learned how to turn that on at will. You know, Jesus will walk and look at a sick man and a sick man will look at Jesus Christ and say, Jesus, if you will, you will make me clean. And Jesus will look at the sick man and say, I will be clean. You see, the response of Jesus was mind shattering. Jesus did not say, I'm going to go to pray. Jesus did not say, I'll pray and God will heal you. Jesus looked at the man and said, I will be clean. And Jesus never looked back to check whether the man was clean. So we see the frequency, we see the operation of a renewed mind in the life of Jesus Christ. That Jesus will look at the man who was bound by the pool of Bethesda and say, do you wish to be made whole? And the man will say that I have been at this pool for 38 years. I have seen people come in. I have seen the angels manifest in the lives of people. I have been in service for 25 years. I have heard messages. I can preach from Genesis to Revelations, but I just don't seem to be on the line for testimonies. And Jesus said, it really does doesn't matter what the angels do. I come from a realm. Oh my God, I feel the anointed. I come from a realm. And if you wish to be whole, I can make you whole. Jesus was literally saying that I am the reason the angels are manifesting. I can bring the effects of the staring of the pole in your body. So Jesus had a mindset. He had fashioned his mind to function at the same frequency with the word of God, with the promises of God, with the reality of the unseen manifestation of the unseen tangibility of the kingdom of God. And so the meditation thrives to bring in our mind into the same frequency with our spirit, to enlarge in our mind, both conscious and subconscious and so that it becomes our default so that we are we are not executing we are not entertaining other thoughts because it has to have a freeway the word of god the reality of the serum has to needs a freeway in your mind it needs to be in imprinted in your DNA to find a consistent expression over your life. I don't mean having a meeting and, and you, you are seeing 
miracles today and no miracles tomorrow. You are seeing the dead raised today. You're not seeing the dead raised in the next five years. No, I mean a consistent operation of the power and the presence of God in your life. The first is stillness. It is to think. It is to ponder. So Genesis chapter 28 from verse 10 to 17 gives us a story of how Jacob had left his father running away uh, from his brother Esau and going on the instruction of following the instruction of this father to go marry, to go find a woman from a particular nation. And so Jacob had traveled from Beersheba to Haran and on getting to Haran, Jacob was exhausted and he needed to sleep. So Jacob picked a stone, a rock and placed it on his head and to support his head and he slept. And when Jacob slept, Jacob had an encounter. He had an encounter of angels ascending and descending and God standing on top of the ladder. And he saw a ladder set up on the earth into the heavens. Now, while we will not talk about encounters in depth today, we are going to talk about these seemingly insignificant actions of Jacob. First, Jacob picked a rock, a rocky similitude of the word of God. Second, Jacob placed the rock on his head. He thought on the word. All right. He thought on the word. He meditated on the word. He rested on the word. He was still on the word. And suddenly his eyes were open. Suddenly angels were ascending and descending. What thrills me the most in that scripture is that the Bible says that the ladder was set from the earth and its top was at the heavens. You see, there was nothing wrong with the ladder being set from the heavens and its lower parts being on the earth. And so that part of that scripture, that is Genesis 28 from verse 10 to 17, tells us that earth initiated the move. Earth gave heaven legal access. Earth was as much involved in the manifestation of that encounter as heaven is or as heaven was. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So Jacob picks the word, put it on his head, and he saw and met with God. That changes life forever. As believers, we must learn to put the word, not rocks. We must learn to put a word of God, a truth of God on our head. We must learn to be still. We must learn to think and to ponder. We must learn to fantasize and to repeat that word in our mind. We must learn to say the words over and over in our thoughts. I remember the early days of trusting the Lord for the great operations of the prophetic in my life. And I will fantasize on it. I'll walk on the road and I'll be lost in the thoughts. I'll be thinking about it. I'll be thinking about words of knowledge. I'll be thinking about how it works i'll be thinking i'll be fantasizing that is meditation we must learn to consistently and consciously think on that promise remember what has your mind has you what has your soul has your life what has your mind has your reality the next level of meditation is to mutter 
is to mutter, is to say repetitively to yourself. It's not declaration on facts, on things externally. Declaration deals with aligning the sin realm with the unseen realm. We enforce the Lordship of Christ through the declarations of our mouth. Meditation, on the other hand, enforces the Lordship of Christ over our mind. So we mutter it over and we mutter it over again and we mutter it over again. It must become a dominating thought and our dominating words. So you say it over and you say it over like a madman. You say it over and over and over and over and over. And when you feel exhausted, you keep saying it to yourself. This is the second form of meditation. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that one. A few years ago, the Lord told me to raise a presence-based prophetic generation. This mandate has given birth to the Eagles Vision Prophetic School that takes place online and on-site. However, learning to forge ahead as a prophet seemed to be overwhelming at the time. I didn't know what to do with the visions and dreams I got from the Lord and how I can fulfill this overwhelming but amazing mandate. Through the help of the Holy Spirit, I have learned to walk in the fullness of my prophetic calling beginning with taking baby steps to taking giant steps. Prophetic Fire is a 30-day devotional that will help take you through these processes. So what are you waiting for? Get your copy at www.recreateyourworld.org. See you same time next week on Deeper Steel with Pastor Flo. Till then, do have a blissful day. God bless you. Shalom.